Welcome to episode three of Military Finance with JW. I'm your host, JW. Today, we're going to be talking about the blended retirement system and why I'm such a big fan of it. Alright, the blended retirement system. There was a lot of uh, griping and groaning on the blended retirement system. But I think those people that were griping and groaning were people that didn't look into the blended retirement system to find out just how great of a retirement program it truly is. Everyone was just wrapped around that you only get 40% of your pension instead of the 50%. And they were just that that was such a huge deal to everyone that they were going to lose 10% of their pension um, that it made them hate it. There, there just wasn't enough awareness during the year where s- sailors, marines, airmen could opt in to the blended retirement system. The, the amount of people that opted into the blended retirement system was significantly lower than what the experts predicted would opt into it. And the reason for that, in my opinion, is just a total failure on the ability for them to um, explain the other benefits of the blended retirement system. Yeah, they made you do these NKOs, these trainings, people that knew nothing about it gave you information on it. You know, they were just reading from a script and weren't showing you why the blended retirement system was so much better. Um, I'm going to do my best to explain it here. Um, I've also done a YouTube video on this same topic where I go into a lot of detail and I show you some things. Uh, If you want to check out that YouTube video, I'll put the link in the show notes and also go to my YouTube channel, JW Military Finance Blended Retirement System video. Take a look at it. You'll learn something, I promise. Here we go, though. Some interesting facts. Five of six service members never make it to retirement. The reality it is that all the people that were complaining about losing 10% of their pension were never going to get their pension anyhow. There's so many reasons why people don't make it to retirement. People enlist, get their first four years out of the way, and realize that they're not a fan in the military and they just quit or they want to stay in the military but they can't for some reason they get a medical discharge they get um, some sort of administrative issue where they have to be discharged Um, they pop for cocaine marijuana so be it Um, there's so many reasons that are in your control and out of your control as to why you would not be able to make it to retirement Um, so to, to be upset that you're losing 10% of your pension when you might not have even made it to retirement, I'm, I'm only three years away from being eligible for my pension and it's still not a guarantee that I'm going to make it there. So, you know, 20% of service members, 15% of service members make it to retirement. The reality is, is that if you were in this just for the 50% pension, you were doing it wrong anyhow. That said, what does the BRS do for you? Yes, we've addressed it. You lose 10% of your pension. You get 40% at the end of 20 years. 
the BRS does a 2%. You get 2% for each year of service. So if you do 20 years, you get 40%. 21, you get 42. 22, you get 44%. Where the traditional legacy retirement program, you get 2.5% for each year of service. So at 20 years, you would have gotten 50 what the BRS does do, though, is that after 60 days of service, you qualify for an automatic 1% TSP contribution. You can contribute zero, and they're going to give you 1%. Now, 1% isn't a whole bunch of money, but it's better than nothing. You know, if you were making $2,000 a month, 1% is, well, $20. But that's $20 more than what someone who's not in the blended retirement system is getting. Then, after two years of service, they will match up to 5%, but you have to match 5%. The way it works is you put in 1%, they give you the 1%. You put in 2, they give you 2. You put in 3, they give you 3. You put in 4, they give you 4.5. And, and then at 5, they give you 5. So um, you got to put in your 5 to get your 5, but that 5% match adds up significantly. I'm going to show you, we'll tell you about some numbers here in a few minutes. The other thing that you get on your blended retirement system is a mid-tour bonus of 2.5% of your base pay. And you get this in your 8 to 12 year window. So if you were in a rate that has a selective reenlistment bonus, you could be doing your zone B um, reenlistment at your 10 year mark get your SRB and then also get this two and a half percent or mid-tour bonus on top of it. So, or if you're in a rate that doesn't have an SRB, um, you're at least getting a mid-tour bonus. What does this mid-tour bonus equivalent to? Two and a half times your base pay, all right? So if you were an E6 at 10 years of service, you would get right around in 2000 off of the 2019 pay charts you would get $9,140. Then it gets taxed after taxes you would get right around $6,855. This money what you do with it is really important. If you take this $6,855 and you just blow it, you've wasted what is supposed to kind of be part of your your total retirement package, your pension from the, the military. This $6,855, you should, you should do some sort of investing for it, whether you invest in yourself and you use it to pay off some high credit card debt or your car, but don't go use it to buy a new car. Or what you really should do is you should invest it. If you took that $6,855 and you invested in it, you opened up a, uh, a Roth IRA through a civilian employer, well, not employer, but through a, a bank, through Vanguard or through USAA or something with a brokerage that you can get a Roth IRA, and you sunk that whole $6,000 into it, and you invested it into something that averaged 10%, at the end of 10 years, which would be when you are getting out of the military, it would have grown to 17,780 bucks. So you would have you would have almost tripled that money 
over that 10-year period. Or you could grow it to your thrift. You could, you could contribute that, that mid-tour bonus to your TSP. And if you grew that for the whole time until you turned 65 and you were ready to start you know, withdrawing from your TSP, that ten thousand or that six thousand eight hundred fifty-five dollars grows to a hundred and eight thousand fifty-seven dollars. All right, that's crazy. You could give yourself an extra hundred grand at the age of sixty-five because you were smart on what you did with your mid-tour bonus. All right. Now, let's let's run through all of these numbers. All right. You're at 20 years now, 20 years of service. You made it to E7, all right? High three, 20 years of service. This is on the legacy 50% pension. You would get $29,893 over the course of a year in pension payments. But on the BRS, that same E7 at 20 years of service, would get $23,914. This is a difference of just under $6,000. $5,979. Or roughly $500 a month, $498 and a quarter. And these numbers are before taxes. So the, the difference in what you would actually get a month in retirement is really not going to be that significant. Honestly, yeah, who wouldn't want $500? If someone were to come offer me $500 right now, I would take it. I think everyone would take it. But what I'm trying to say is that $500 is not the end-all, be-all determination on how comfortably you live after your military career. Let's face it. If you did 20 years of service, you joined right out of high school like I did, there's no way that at the age of 38, I'm kicking up my feet and living off of $30,000 a year. It's just not possible. I'm not living on $30 a year right now. What makes you think that I'm going to be able to do that the day after I retire from the military? All right. Unless, unless if you had like your house paid off and you know, some sort of other money coming in or your parents for supporting you. There's, it's just not possible to live off of 30 grand before taxes. So what I'm trying to say is you're going to need another job, all right? You're going to have some sort of second career. And that money combined with your pension is what you're going to be supported off of. So the $500 a month shouldn't be the determining factor between uh, a life of riches and financial destitute, all right? Um, and I'm going to show you further on that this $500 gap can be made up and eventually the blended retirement system exceeds the high three legacy retirement system. Okay, so how does the blended retirement system beat out the legacy system. Well, the trick is, is that you have got, you have got to max out your TSP. You, you just have to, all right? That's why you're getting that 5% match. You have got to put 
5% or more into your TSP, all right? The reality of it is, is that you should probably put at least 15% of your base pay. It's a great recommendation putting 15%. And then with the Blender Retirement System, it would be like putting 20%, all right? But that said, you should be contributing at least 5% so that you can get that 5% match. And I hear people say all the time, well, I'm on the traditional, I'll just put 20%. And it would be like if I was on the Blender Retirement System put in 15 Yeah, that's true. It would be like it. Except that if you were on the Blender Retirement System and you were putting 20%, it would be like you were putting 25%. And you can do that all the way up until you max out your TSP, all right? Which for the year of 2019 is $19,000. But anyhow, example for you. You contribute 10%, 10% a month for your entire career, all right? 10% of your base pay for your entire career on the legacy traditional retirement, no BRS match, all right? 10%, and then what I'm gonna use here is a 9% rate of return, okay? I believe this is a uh, realistic and slightly low rate of return. Um, the 10-year average of the C fund is over 13%, same with the S fund. And if you're in the life cycle 2050 fund, it's also exceeded 10%. So um, 9% is a pretty good rate of return for this example. So no, no match, 10% contribution for 20 years. Growing this into the age of 65, all right, growing it to the age of 65, it would grow to $1,131,852.93. All right, that's pretty pretty fantastic. Congratulations, you are a millionaire, all right? Now, what about those same numbers, but you got that extra 5% match? You still contributed 10%, but you got that extra 5% match. With the blended retirement system match, 9% rate of return, your same contributions grows to $1,619,257 on the nose. All right, what's the difference? The difference is $487,404.07. All right, because of that 5% match, you are almost $500,000 richer than the person that didn't get that 5% match. Oh, and by the way, if you were smart, remember way back a few minutes ago where I said if you contributed that $6,855 mid-tour bonus to your TSP, you would have an extra $108,000. So that would bring you to well over $600,000, well, right around $600,000 more than the person that didn't have that match. So here's where the blended retirement system becomes better than the legacy retirement. All right. If you divided out the time that you retired, all right, you retired and received the higher 50% pension, that extra $500 a month for 22 years, that number is $132,000. $6,000 a year times 22 years is $132,000. To me, that says that you are about $500,000 poorer than the person that 
took the BRS, put their mid-tour bonus into their TSP, and got the match for their entire life. At the age of 65, you are $500,000 poorer because of that 10%. All right? I wish... I wish I could have opted into the blended retirement system 15 years ago, all right? I wish I could have done it. I wish more people had done it. And if you're joining the military now, fantastic. You've got a fabulous retirement system. And that match is going to net you at least $500,000. At least $500,000. All right. If this was a realistic, if it was a 13% rate of return, these numbers would be significantly higher. And if you don't believe me, the Thrift Savings Plan has a blended retirement system calculator on their website. That's exactly where I did this math. Go, I'll put the link in the show notes. Go to the calculator and just see how different it would be if you were getting the blended retirement system match. And then you're going to be mad that you had the option to opt into it and you didn't. All right, I'm sorry, but it's the brutal truth. And if you're joining the military right now, put in your 5%, put in 10%, get that 5% match. All right, now you break down that $487,000 and you divide it by the same amount of years that you would have been getting that pension. And oh yeah, it's an extra $19,000 a year instead of 6,000 or an extra $1,624 a month. All right. So in retirement, you're going to be getting an extra $1,624 a month than the person that didn't take the blended retirement system. All right. An extra $1,600 a month. I'm so aggravated that I can't get that. All right. Now, what's the other fabulous thing that you can do on the blended retirement system that you can't do with the legacy is you can take out a one-time lump sum distribution of your pension, all right? You can take out a one-time lump sum of your distribution of your pension. Why is that so awesome? Because it puts your money in your control, all right? Think about this. When you die, your pension dies with you. The, sure, there's the survivor benefit program. There's some a lot of good things about that program. It's expensive. And depending on when you were to die, you might not make up that money. All right. But when you die, your pension dies. So what's your what's your family do? You got to make that up somehow. Taking out a one time lump sum payment of your pension. Yes, you're going to pay taxes on it. You're not going to get as much money potentially. But what is so good about it is that you can take that that distribution and you can invest it how you want to invest it and it can stay in your your um in your will it's part of your assets now all right you can invest this money into a traditional or a Roth IRA and this money is now yours it's forever yours all right you can get that money invest it how you choose and it's your money and when you die that money is still yours, all right? You can will it off to your wife, your husband, your kids, or whoever you so choose, all right? It puts your money in your control. This is also what's so awesome about the blended retirement system 
and, and the TSP. The TSP is also yours, all right? Your spouse, your kids can get it. So the fact that you would have more money in your TSP to be willed off, all right, when you pass on, it's, it's just another perk. So I'm probably going to take some heat on saying that you should cash out part of your pension, but the reality of it is, is that you can make more money investing it yourself than what you're going to receive in the pension payments, all right? At least that's my firm belief. Now, real quick, where should your money be in your TSP? One, again, plug in my YouTube channel. Go in there, check out the Roth versus traditional TSP video, or take a listen to the previous podcast. But just in case you don't want to do that, I'm a firm believer that military members should contribute to the Roth TSP option. Why? Because your pension is taxable income. And in retirement, you want to pay as little taxes as possible. So put your money in the Roth and that'll be tax-free income because you're going to be taxed on your pension payment. You don't want to be paying double taxes or be putting yourself in a higher tax bracket. You're already going to be receiving 20 plus thousand dollars a year of taxable income. You don't want to be pulling off of this $1.6 million dollars and getting taxed on that also. So put it in the Roth. Now, by law, the contributions from your matches have to go to the traditional, that's okay, but put your 10% or your 15% or whatever you're putting to your TSP, put that into the Roth, all right? And then I'm a big fan of the CS&I funds, but that's just my opinion. All right, I hope you all learned something. Please give this podcast a like. Head on over to YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube channel, check out some of my videos there, and come find us on Facebook, JW Military Finance. Like the page, share it with your friends, and join the conversation. Feel free to ask me some sort of uh, question on military pay, benefits, and entitlements, or just general finance, all right? It doesn't have to be strictly military. I've had a few people reach out to me, and it's really nice to get those messages and to help people. That's what I'm doing this for. I'm not doing this to get rich. I'm doing this to help you learn something, help you make smarter investing decisions at a much younger age than what I finally wised up to and did. Thank you again for tuning in. This is JW signing out.